Hey, it's Friday morning. It's Keith. It's Vinny over there. We're in our respective places where we record things because that's how we do it. And I'm trying not to die of allergies. I'm one Benadryl in already and one Zyrtec in. So hopefully you don't fall asleep on us, Keith. But at least my eyes have stopped watering long enough to do this. I was in the yeah, allergy, this morning. Allergies like, are bad right now in the, oh in my the God. northeast. At least I don't know. I don't know where you got where where you live at the moment, because we are an internationally um, internationally renowned to- podcast. We we're we're broadcasted all over the world, and you know my mother in law listened to it once. So we are inter- oh, <laughs> internationally famous. We I uh, was in South Jersey over the weekend, and I had an allergy reprieve for, for a little bit, and then as soon as we drove back north, it was boom. Hit right again. Well, at least you know there's there's trees around, right? Oh, at least yeah. that's that's one thing. That's one way to look at it. There we have there. Yeah, you're you're around nature a little bit. I was wondering if it was like that telling if there's if there's if there's no pollen in the air. If it's like, because remember people are like, oh, it's been it hasn't been this bad in years. But I think back to like a year ago, when when the pandemic started, people stopped driving, the air pollution went down. So because air pollution went down, did the trees get healthier? And so all of a sudden this spring, they're like, yeah, we're back, baby. Boom. And they're just like, that's a question. I'm not extra, bo- I'm not extra viral. That's, that's, that's something I'd have to ask somebody who uh, has a little more expertise in, in plant life. I just had that thought this but morning. Yeah, the, the pollen no is bad. For, I don't, I have, no I, yeah, I haven't seen, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen this much pollen on like the cars and like 20 like, years, basically everything in, yeah, in a long time. It's something I've just noticed a lot more this year. And yeah, I've noticed people's allergies have definitely gotten worse this year. I but cannot currently breathe through my nose. Life. So if that's the worst thing you have to complain about, you know, you're doing, you're doing all right. I, I could go without complaining about it, honestly. <laughs> I'm sure. But what do you have? Yeah. Monday, Monday and Tuesday, I was had so much Benadryl in my system that I just became comatose. And that was it. Anyways. Don't drink the whole bottle because I hear that's no, no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I hear it could be a good idea, but like that's that's oh, not that's, something I want to. No. Not something I want to condone. <laughs> no, but... I've heard bad things about that. Ah, uh, anyways, you you said you wanted to start off with a nice lighthearted topic today. Yeah, I want to t- talk about um, you know, Keith. Here's I want to pose pose a question to you. Sure, sure, sure. How many how many people have died? in the past month after breathing oxygen well you know it's got to be in the millions right i would say why I would are say we looking every into, person why are we looking into the oxygen every person uh, that's dying last of, month of has had oxygen every yeah because like it, it's it would have to be in like the high hundreds of thousands probably even millions of people have died in the past month now i want to ask you how many people have died in the last month after drinking water yeah I mean, why, I why think, aren't we looking? Why aren't we looking into this kind of things? Big, these, big these water just not much to know about this. And and the liberal media isn't allowing us to ask these questions. Poland Springs, Dasani, there they we need to bring them to task. Well, that's true. That's actually true. We do need to bring them to task, but for different reasons. <laughs> for not the, for not the reasons that I'm that I'm, I'm uh, spouting right now. And if if you don't know what I'm being facetious about, our good our good friend of the show. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson doesn't know who we are. I, maybe someday he will. Maybe he'll listen to this and he'll be like, "Wait a minute, I'm very upset it, about it's this." It's being and, sent on, and I'll have us on the show, and then, then you know, that's that. I'll t- I'll take the boost. I mean, if you can have Jimmy Dore on the show, you can have be us. like liberal podcast generation Zeniel yeah, has been talking then, about myself and about you can have my reporting. Quote unquote leftists like Jimmy Dore and Greg Greenwald on the show. Why can't you have us? 
Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's our, 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 you know, good old, good old Tucker Carlson came out this week and just asking questions. He just wants to know, like, you know, thousands of people have died after a month of taking the vaccine. And, you know, I just, and we're not allowed to ask these questions, you know, not realizing that, you know, never trying to actually find the answers to these questions. Cause it's pretty easy to, uh, to, uh, you know, come up with these answers that, you know, guess, guess what Pe- people die. Unfortunately, it's, yeah. we're not, we're not immortal. And Not yet, no. Um, especially when you get older, you're more likely to, to die. It's just the, the way life works. It's, and and it's, when you're it's, it's the way it's the way it's the way things are. And so, when you're distributing two million doses a day. Yeah. So when you have that kind of percent, number, uh, 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 and if you think about it, a thousand people, okay, let's do the math here. Two million a day. We're gonna times that by thirty. Easy math. That's sixty million people. If a thousand of those people died. That is like point zero 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 zero. It's super low. Zero. It's, very, it's, it's a very low. Occurrence. I kind of want to do the math on it real quick, but I'm not going to. I might. But it's super low. I'm going to do it. People, people, but that's the thing. People are, you know, they're unfortunately people die. And that's just the way life is. Um, and, but, you know, if you can spin that into your like anti-vax narrative, it's, it's a pretty useful thing, but people do this all the time. It's called correlation versus causation. It's, it's something that I think people learn, you know, in probably middle school, like yeah. what the differences between like something that's happening just because it happens or just something what actually causes something. Um, you know, if you get into advanced statistics, you know, that's something that, that you can get a little bit more into. Um, I'm not going to cover that right now because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I forgot a lot of, the statistics that I've learned in college. I remember phrases like p-value and stuff like that. Um, something that I should probably be more aware of, but. but yes, causation versus correlation. Because but yeah, back to causation versus correlation. Like, you know. Co- correlation, correlation does not equal causation. Just because A and B happen does not mean A and B are related to each other because we're taking out all the other variables and not even discussing them. So he could have said, oh, a thousand people died from taking the vaccine last month. Meanwhile, 50 of those people died in a car accident. Another 50 of them died from lung cancer. You know, like the causes. Not even people could have just died of natural it, causes, no, right? Old, like, age, old age. Like, like, so let's be honest. Who, 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 you know, who, who were we vaccinating? Like, first? well, yeah, we decided that we're going to vaccinate the elderly first because they were at the most risk. And unfortunately, like when you're older, you're more statistically you speaking. Away. That's just the way that's just like I said, that's just the way life goes. But if you can spin it into your your little anti-vax narrative, then it just it just helps your cause. And 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 the the thing that I bothers me the most is he just poses as I'm you know, I'm just asking questions. I'm just I'm just just asking asking questions, guys. Yeah. Like don't don't come, you know, don't come at me and like don't actually give me the answer because I don't want to know the answer. I'm just asking the question. Well, this is why, and again, this is why we need to ask questions. And 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 the liberal media won't let you ask these questions about the vaccine because they just want to, they just want to, indoc- it's just mind boggling me the way, the way conservative media just like puts things out there and doesn't even try to give coherent answers to the, to the quote unquote questions that they pose. Well, this is why Fox news, especially a show like Tucker Carlson is not actually news. There's no information, you know, News means to inform. News means to, yes, you ask questions, but you get answers from experts. You get sources. You get actual information and facts out to people. Yes, you can have opinion, but 
usually like in a newspaper, if you have a newspaper, there's an opinion section. It's clearly labeled opinion. These are the opinion parts of the pieces written by still experts, but their opinion. And these are the factual parts. The thing with cable news, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, I'm not going to just, you know, they're all, they all do the same thing where there's a very small portion of the programming that is actual news and the rest of it is all opinion. It's just talking heads and pundits and, because, you know, talking about the, the news forever. Political commentary is much more exciting and engaging than just giving facts. Right. I think, you know, we can't argue that point. That's just, that's, that's just true. Right. Um, that's it's basically political. that's what we do. We, you know, we're, 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 here, we're giving, we're giving our political opinions on things right that's that's what our that's that's what our entire podcast is about but we have not claimed we're, to be a, news, a podcast. news podcast we have not like claimed we're not necessarily that coming out giving facts we're giving our opinions on things this is not the generation zennial news organization right we didn't we chose not to do that so we are, we are not claiming to be news because um, it's boring let's be honest it's it's relatively boring no yeah and it should be here's the thing news should be boring like facts should you know should not be like super interesting all the time um but political debate and discourse can be and it should be fun but what it should be labeled as such when you're going to be that and yeah people well, yeah, that when you drive, and, yeah, oh when, guess when you're new when you're when your news division is now driven by ratings and income like it well, has been for the past 40 or so years 40 years since 1980 um, yeah <laughs> um, since ted turner first tur- things, since ted turner first turned on cnn <clears throat> Right. This is CNN. And CNN was very successful when it started and, and continues to be relatively successful. I mean, and it, it was shown that, you know, this political commentary, there, there's a, there's an audience for it. Right. But that being said, they're, they're not going to give you just straight facts. They're going to give you their political commentary. And like you said, it, it's not just Fox News. It's, it's all the cable news channels because that's they have to fill ratings. First of all, if you want to get the, if you want to get the local news and, and you know, watch your you know local network television for the news that's great that's probably the best like best television source you're, you're gonna get yeah even the evening um, news if you watch like the 6 30 you know evening news whether it's nbc or abc you know that half hour is going to give you more straight news stories than you're going to get for 24 hours of watching a news network because they're just in there they're going to hit they're going to hit the facts hard they're going to hit them fast because they got 22 minutes to come in and hit them all and then yeah, just tell, done. this is these are the stories this is what happened today like this this is you know we, we're not going to give your opinion on it this is this, basically this is the stories there's, want, yeah there's a little opinion, analysis. There's, there's there's plenty of places to get opinion yeah so including our podcast right. thanks for listening yeah uh, but tucker carlson you're right it's it's like hey he's going to bring up all these questions and now you wonder why there's all this vaccine hesitancy out there especially amongst um republican voters where you know if this is their source of information they're they're getting fed doubts they're getting fed questions and so now they're they're questioning things and i actually heard a really good um story last week and i can't think of the guy's name but he used to be a well he still is he's a conservative think tank guy like he would bring in people to do focus groups and everything like that um to make political ad campaigns for the last decade and so a researcher asked him to do the same thing but about vaccine hesitancy so he brought in like you know conservative people and it was like a two and a half hour session. It was all over Zoom. And he wanted to see how he could get people to move from absolutely no to saying yes. And he was able to get majority of them to actually swing from being an absolute no to being a yes or a maybe by the end of the two and a half hours. But it took like 
he had doctors coming and everything. But what what the one person that actually swayed them the most was Chris Christie coming in and telling his personal story about having it and about the people around him that got it. He's like, I got it at the White House, the most secure place in the country. And you know, the president was he goes, the president was a lot sicker than you know he was. Yeah. Um that's a that's a story that I don't think that and that you know that's that's just another knock on, you know, former President Donald Trump is like how he could have actually promoted vaccines a little bit more. He'd like, he'd love to talk about how his vaccine program was great, right? How Operation Warp Speed, like, was was a lifesaver. And, and to be fair, it Operation Warp Speed was a success, relatively. Like, I, you know, I you know I think I think we get a lot of. Um, criticism about how we always knock Donald Trump and how he didn't do anything well and we, how we don't give him any compliments. I, I will compliment Donald Trump on Operation Warp Speed. I, you know, it, it got the vaccines out a lot quicker. Um, mm-hmm. It probably could have been done better, but you know what? You know, it, it, for overall, it, it was a, it was a good thing. Well, he it's so there, it, there's your there's your credit, Donald Trump. I'll give you credit he, for Operation he, Warp Speed. he had a good part for Operation Warp Speed, but it was easy because all he had to do is give people lots of money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Let's saying it was. I'm not saying it was a difficult. I'm not saying it was a difficult thing that he did, but yeah. Um, the hard you know, part I, that they, that they feel like, that I'll was you, I'll give you a little golf clap for. There was for, no uh, coordination. There was no coordination. He left it up to the states to figure out how to distribute it, and that was the poor part. Yes, it's just, yeah, he didn't care how it was distributed. To be honest, he with just you. he um, just wanted to say we got it, we got the vaccine, we're done. We got the vaccine, I can, yay! I can pat and of course, on the back. He he then, never thought he would lose the election, so I think he was like, oh, well, after we win the election, we'll plan the next phase. But to be fair, he still doesn't think he lost the election. Well, so that's, that's, he's still pushing the big lie. There's still a lot of people that push the big lie. Not Liz Cheney. No, well, Liz Cheney, um, old school Republican. Uh, doesn't take BS for Bush, an Bush era Republican, old school Republican. As far as ten years ago, yeah. fifteen years ago, <laughs> like oh my god, like it's that's how fast the political sphere move, has moved nowadays. I guess isn't it? you know it's like you you have these people that have been around forever, but she's like the old school mentality. If I think she's kind of caught between the two generations because there's old old school like uh, McConnell and stuff that are in there for the long game and will play their cards and keep their cards close to their chest and do what they need to to stay in it. Then you got the young people coming in, like the 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 Greens, the and fascists, stuff. The, <laughs> the straight up the straight up fascists. Yeah, they're like, you know, pro Trump everything. Everything else is evil. And then Liz Cheney's like in the middle somewhere, where she's like, "Well, I ain't with those people over there, but I don't want to be a turtle like Mitch over here, and I'm going to speak up for myself and and, and whatnot." Well, she's just not going to bend the knee to the to, to right. the GOP. Um, you know, her her family has enough political power and you know societal wealth to to not have to really worry to to you know to to bow down to Donald Trump. Like you know, if she loses an election because of this, like would it you know how does that really hurt Liz Cheney personally? I don't think you know she's too worried about it. You know, and but that's the thing. Like this this we this is this is what it's come to. Like we're complimenting basically just not not kowtowing not yeah not promoting like a huge lie and not bending down to donald trump and kissing his feet like that's yeah that's that's the bar now that's the yeah. the, the, the <laughs> like, bar that's is basically now... the bar to like get to to get a to get a clap for the republican party for like but that, you know that that's going to be a big issue for for republicans like can you just move forward and work with people or are you going to be hung up on this big lie forever and ever and ever um and, and 
if you're going to run on that platform, like eventually that hill is going to collapse. Like, people are, people yeah, are willing I, like, to die on that hill. Like, it's only going to last so long. Yes, Trumpianism is around for a little bit, but it can't. I hope, but anyways, I hope. That's the thing. We're, find, we're gonna find out in very, very soon because, like, you know, time moves quickly, and it's already almost the middle of the year in 2021. You know, we got another month, and it'll be half half the year. It'll be over, and yeah, and in six more start, months, we're gonna start election campaigns for midterms. We're start an election cycle very soon, and we're gonna see what happens in in, in the GOP. And, and and right now, it still looks like, you know, Trumpism is on top. You know, I, I you know, it's very politically intelligent of them to not create another party they don't need to you know so, I know so you that, see, that was get, that was getting thrown around a little bit starting starting a like a like a trumpism party right obviously they wouldn't call them that the, the i think it was like the freedom party or something i forgot what it was and it had like a lion for the logo or something i don't know and yeah and you know that was that but yeah why 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 cut why yourself create? off when you right now you're basically controlling the party that the role you're still controlling the gop so why why bother I think that might be, it might have been a calculated thing. Like they were going to do it, and then they saw that they had enough support with NGOP yeah. to not do it, so they just stuck around. So but obviously, then, it, um, history tells us that in midterm elections, the whoever controls the White House usually does poorly in the midterm elections. Um, so that's 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 going to be interesting. So you know, Republicans actually have the upper hand in a way in, in they do in next year, but we're gonna we're gonna really see like what happens with the GOP? Like, are these, are, is, are people like Liz Cheney going to get primaried out um, in favor of, you know, someone who's more right-wing, more right-wing than Liz Cheney? Jesus, can, I just said that. Like, that, that yeah. that's scary to me. But she's like, like a right, I, I, she's a right-wing hawk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. These, yeah, I mean, her, like, Bushism was, was, you know, the Bush administration was not, it's not something that we we should be um, holding up on high. Lauding. Yeah, and th- but that's then that's happening now. Like 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 Bush has had this like even you know, W has had this like resurgence as like looking back and be like oh you know what he because you, you look back and go oh well he wasn't that bad like he wasn't Trump and that's right. that's well, not good like that that just pushes us further and further to the right. That's called if grading that's, on a curve. We start right normalizing there. things like war like like lying about going to war like we did like that yeah. you know that's almost just as bad as the the big lie in the election because at least most people don't believe that trump won the election i think there was there was a lot of people who believed that iraq had uh, weapons of mass destruction and a lot of like you know you go back and look at who voted to, to go to war and it was a lot of people right they had a huge like the war had huge support and it was all based on a lie at least this lie isn't getting believed right at least people are like no trump really didn't win the election at least most people yeah but the problem is there's still enough people and the way that districts have been gerrymandered over the years that you don't need to have most people be in the right because a minority can win a district just based on how it's shaped oh yeah i mean it happens and that's the problem yeah happens you know Republicans would basically have no power in New York if, if the districts weren't drawn the way they're drawn. Like our my district, especially with New York 19, the district that Antonio Delgado holds in the, in the U.S. House is it's ridiculously it's a, it's a ridiculously huge area. It's ridiculously drawn. If you look at the map, like I think he covers like five or six counties and they're all like, like cut off. And but it gets even worse when you go up north, like um, Speaking of Liz Cheney, the person who's looking to take her position, um, Elise Stefanik, who's one of our uh, representatives, her her district might actually get eliminated because of this um, 
because of the census. We were we were, looks like we're going to lose a representative in New York. Yep. Um, and it's actually a very small amount of people that um, if we had like 89 more people counted in the census, we wouldn't have lost that seat. So they're trying to fight it. I don't know how successful that's going to be. Um, but you know, it's funny about that is like, uh, so, you know, reading other people's conservative people on Facebook and like, they get all upset about like, oh, the, you know, they're blaming Cuomo for losing people. And like, that's why, like you said, it was like 80 some odd people that caused the number. Yeah, I think it's 89. 80, 89 how many people just fled New York City during the pandemic because they didn't want to live in a 600 square foot apartment? Yeah, you know, well, they, a lot of people fled up to New York, uh, upstate, right? A lot so they, of people, or actually, Connecticut. My area right now is having a huge bump in population. And Connecticut. Everyone, everyone else came to Connecticut. Uh, and Hudson, and Hudson, New York. Yeah, you know, a lot of people moved, you know, east to east to Connecticut because they wanted to get out of the city. But um, but also too, like how many people didn't really get involved with the census because of the pandemic? How many people didn't get involved? And and then there's another thing too. The census is not just citizens. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, migrant workers weren't in the water. A lot of people were like, it, I don't know if the, how true this is, but this is what this is what the theory is. Because a lot of people weren't didn't want to fill out the census who weren't here legally, um, because of right? because of Trump and because of, of that potential you know, the, thing they the, want to put the, on there, the aggressive immigration policies that, that Trump had. So, how many of those people didn't did, you know didn't get um, right? You didn't, in the census? you didn't count the illegals, and also if They're not illegals, Keith. Well, sorry. Undocumented. According, according to the law. <laughs> no, we don't use the word. Nobody's illegal. You You're gotta illegal. stop using that language. I'm, I'm a sick bird. Illegal. Ill eagle. Got it. Ill eagle. Uh-huh. Uh, I, that was a bad. That was a bad. Sorry. We just lost sorry. a million followers. <laughs> we don't have a million followers. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but, so you have undocumented workers, undocumented citizens, undocumented people. Be, whatever I, there's probably and, a new term to be honest with you um, but we'll go with undocumented but nobody's here, illegal that's my point keith well, here's that's my what point. we gotta got stop using that language so but, people are you know, people are again, illegal again go to go to Not like illegal to exist go to a place like new york city when everything gets shut down and you have a lot of people there that are undocumented working in there and then the industry that they work in no longer exists they're not going to stay around there either <laughs> they're going to go to where the work is if they can so you know because i've known people that have come up and just come to work in the restaurants. And if the restaurants are closed because no one can go out to eat, they have no job there. If there's no job, people don't stay. That's just a natural, you know, people migrate to where they can get employment. Like that's the whole migrant worker well, thing yeah, in the Southwest. You know, people, yeah, people need to work to, to survive. Like that's, yeah. But you, that's, you're that's right. How, I can't, again, I'm not arguing that point. Um, but how many people, you're right. How many people didn't fill out the census because they, you know, of Trump's rhetoric, uh, the threat to put on the question about citizenship on the census, which ultimately never went on there anyways. Um, and then just, we had people, like you said, people that were leaving uh, New York because people didn't want to be in the city during a pandemic. And, and they're like, you know what? I can take sell my apartment or, you know, stop paying right here and buy a big house in Connecticut for the same amount of money and have like, you know, twice the amount of room in the yard. So they did. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that I'm sure that was a big part of it. Which is, um, I mean, we're seeing a lot of migration out of, out, of, out of big cities right now. I think yeah. because of the coronavirus and how how dangerous it is when you have a you know when you're living in a pandemic to 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 be in such a such a population dense population dense area. Um, 
but we're getting getting a little off topic from what yeah, our original point. It was. happens. No, that never happens. Happens all the time. It's basically, we should change the name of our show to "Getting Off Topic" with Keith and Vinny. Actually, that's not a bad name. We we should name it that. Damn it. Oh, geez. Like, well, we didn't think of that at the beginning. Now we were, we're already branded. Maybe maybe you know. Maybe we can always re We can always rebrand. Yeah, I like that. I like that name. Tell Getting off topic. Tell us what you think. Email us at Gmail. At gmail.com. Just remember, you, you, you always have to say okay. the you have to say the whole title. You have to always say "getting off topic," because otherwise, topic it's a, with Keith and Vinny. Because if it's just getting off Keith. with Keith, <laughs> getting off. That's all, that's that's when I start my OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> getting off with Vinny. Check me check me out on OnlyFans. God, this yeah, we got way off topic. Um, Speaking of so social yeah. media, did you see Trump? Even though he was not allowed back on Facebook, he has started a new. Basically, it's a blog on his Basically, website. Basically, it's a blog. It's a blog. Nobody, <laughs> like, and I heard somebody say, like, I, nobody blogs anymore. And I was like, no, Trump, Trump blogs. Like, Trump's first of all, blogging. First of all, a lot of people say blog. Bring him blogging back. And people can share his blog post on social media. So, like, yeah. you can still share it and it I can guess. be circulated. Like, it, you, you could. You could go on. And like, share on Twitter, though. Will, will, Twitter, will Twitter, like, put the hammer down on if you try and share, like, it, I guess it depends what he says too in the in the post. Yeah, like if he comes out and, and just you know just just spreading the lie again. The, the well, thing with Twitter, it would have to be a link back to the post. And my experience with people that the mindset is that they're too lazy to go and click on a link to go read the rest of it. Like the tweet is the perfect format. Wants to. Because it's like it's to? it's just the right amount of words for them to understand in a sentence. <laughs> well, that's why Trump was like Trump and Twitter went so well together. And not Here, well in here's a good way, but Boom. they went well in an efficient way. They, there's one he thought. He just got to like blurb out whatever was on his mind, and in, usually in like a really short sentence, and like really always used like words like "so good" or "winning" and "bad," and like just ended it with like a like a punch. Like you got you got the idea like very very quickly and easily. Um, this also goes back to like conservative media and like how. Like they're just they they like these like questions, but these questions also like terminate their their thinking. Like that's where the that's where the questions end, and they really don't get the answers. And I just sometimes it's just it's just it's so crazy to me how like how conservatives can do this. Like um, I was watching a clip, unfortunately, the other day, this, and this is what I do. Like this, and this is what I recommend to to the listeners out there. Like don't actually listen to conservative media because it's 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 awful. What you do is listen to responses to conservative media, because then you get kind of both sides of the quote unquote argument. Because a lot of times they're not really arguments; they're just yeah, word garbage that comes out of people's mouth. Um, but. I was listening to a response, uh, or, you know, Steven Crowder. I don't know if you know who Steven Crowder is. I hope, you know, he's pretty popular on the YouTubes. No, he's popular. He's popular Sorry. with the kids. He's, he, he's a failed comedian. One of these failed comedians that are now a conservative and he has his podcast, like millions of views on YouTube. Like he's, he's super, super popular. Um, but he's also a, a jerk <laughs> like to the, to the nth degree. Like a jerk is, I'm being nice by saying he's a jerk. Um, but he came out and, um, Said so it was was all upset and, and hurt about uh, what Billie Eilish said in a in a in a magazine article when she came out and basically said that you know men men are weak because you know they basically because you know they're they're prone to do sexual assaulting 
Um, and why, why are men so weak? Why can't they control themselves? And that was basically all she said. And he took very, in a weird way, a lot of offense to this. But I guess my, my, my point is, he, like, what's my get, point? Did he get my point? I guess my point was, like, you just, the, the thought process is that and it just, it's just so weird how it just stops at a certain point. And then, does, and then there's no self-reflection about what you say. There's no, there's no looking deeper or thinking deeper about what other people say. It's basically, she said, you know, men are weak because they do sexual assaulting and that that's bad, right? And how, how do you argue against that? And somehow he did. And he basically just came out and was like, well, men, men, are, men are weak. Like, and oh God, is, oh, he had a co-host on weak? there talking about how like, when you're, when you're 16 years old, like all you do is think about, when you're a 16 year old boy, all you do is think about sex and how, how it just consumes your life. And it's like, okay, that's, not what she's talking about like she's talking about like yeah you can, even if you are a 14 to 16 year old boy and and let's be on both of us we're both 14 16 year old boys at some point like i yeah, skipped like, over those years sexual ideas like constantly sex is, is is on your mind a lot and a lot of it is because you know you're kind of bombarded with it so that might have something to do with it you know, well it's I'm, called biology as as you biologically as you grow and develop you're programmed to start thinking about it because that's how you, the race but are, but, and, and, and here, but this is the thing, like we're talking about this and thinking about this and like, cause I was thinking like, is it, is it something that's like programmed in us and it's like biological, which there might be a little bit of truth to that, but also too, is it something that's pushed on us by the media? Like, well, that like, too. How, like how many times growing up did you hear like that, that myth or like, oh, you know, boys think, think about men, boys think about sex like every six seconds. Right. Right. Remember that? And that's, and that's obviously like not true. I don't think I think about sex that much. Um, I would hope not. I'd basically consume my entire life. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, oh my God. So <laughs> I'm just getting worked up. So is that, is, you know, is that part of like our biology or is it part of like the media that are uh, just like people's ideas that get pushed on us that makes us kind of think these things? And, um, but at least we're having like, now you and I like are having this conversation about these things. Conservatives don't. Basically the guy just came out and was like, you just think about sex all the time. And like, that's not even was, that's what isn't even our argument. And that's another thing that I've noticed in, in conservative media is like, the, like straw manning is, is huge. I actually follow a, a group on Facebook called um, every conservative argument is a straw man. And when you really get down to it, it a, lot, a lot of them are like they really don't have good arguments so they have to create their own arguments to to knock down if anyone doesn't out there doesn't know what a straw man is it's basically a, a logical fallacy where when you're having a, a debate with somebody and instead of arguing their point you take their point and kind of extrapolate it into something else that's easier an easier argument to defend to defeat right so like in this instance Billy Eilish was coming out and saying men are men are weak because they you know they sexual assault people, like why why can't they just not do that? Which is pretty solid argument. Like yeah, like don't don't sexually assault people. So they have to take that and just say like take the take the men are weak part, right? And 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 fight and just fight against that and says oh, well men aren't weak, they're biologically programmed to think about sex all the time. Which number one it probably isn't 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 as true as as they're making out to be. Number two, it wasn't her point to begin with. And it's and also too, it proved their point that men are weak because you're saying that we can't control ourselves. Like men can't control themselves. Right. So you're just, you're proving her point 
by trying to debunk it. And this is acceptable. And this man has millions and millions of views. Of course, because he's saying things that, and it's because it's a yes man thing. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that's true. That's that's I why agree I with that, too, right? Because it, it, it's an confirmation easy bias. Confirmation bias, implicit bias. Um, it's just one of the, and it's it's. Oh God! Just just think. That's all I ask of people. That's they don't all want, I ask. They people. don't want to take accountability. All I ask of people is to think. It's okay. Here's a good another point too. Because last week I wish, um, last week we had to record at a different time. Uh, I wish we had a little bit of time to digest um, Biden's speech, but not only Biden's speech, the response by Tim Scott. Because there was a lot of heat on Tim Scott. A lot of people came out and started calling him Uncle Tim as a reference to Uncle Tom because you know as 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 a as a black man coming out and and basically defending the racism that is perpetrated in America for the past since America's existed um since forever. people people kind of got on on that form and then there were a lot of you know centrists and conservatives that did a lot of pearl clutching about that and came out and said um you know that's that's racist like you're being like why oh and the, the, oh, it's the and then that turns into oh it's the liberals and the progressives that are racist and um that wasn't the point that people were trying to make right so and then you then, then you're also we're doing a pickup because no 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 people, he was he, so okay so so okay we so we got cut off there a little bit so i got to get back to my point um so basically tim scott had a had a rebuttal to, to biden's speech which he didn't actually talk about anything really anything about biden's speech but the, the main takeaway i wanted to, i want to talk about this was People started calling him Uncle Tim as a reference to Uncle Tom. Um, see, I had a good rant going. <laughs> Sorry, the technology broke. Technology broke. Um, and, oh God, okay. <laughs> so basically they were coming out and saying, so in, 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 in Tim Scott's speech, he was basically saying America is not a racist country. And that's, it's not a hard ideology to, to not get behind, right? Because um, even Kamala Harris and Joe Biden came out and said, no, America is not a racist country. And that, that, that's, not, that's not the argument that's being made when, when people say America is a racist country. Um, the, people, the argument people are making is America has, has, a, has a long history of racism and that's causing um, racial disparity in this country, right? That, that's basically what people, when people say America is a racist country. But a lot of people came out and were like, because because he was being called an uncle, uncle Tim, this reference to Uncle Tom, and then they're saying, well, you know, they're, they're being racist by calling him that, and that's also kind of proving the point that we there is still a lot of racism. So you're saying there's racism, but you're also saying there's not racism. So it just my point is just think a little bit, right? Like just just before you just start spouting words, think a little bit about what you're saying, and even while you're spouting these words, trying to think about what you're saying. Right, because I, I I tend to do this a lot, and I think this is why I get off on rants and I I, I lose my train of thought because I, I do try to be conscious of the words that come out of my mouth, right? Because I want to I want to give out points that also that I don't th I don't just think are like salient and and true. I just want I also want to like make sure that the way I'm communicating mm -hmm. isn't um isn't giving out the wrong impression. Right. Does that make sense? I get that. Okay. It makes sense to me, but that's because I understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're not a racist country, but the systems that have been built into the country were built on racist ideas. Therefore, 
it leads well, there's, to. I mean, it's hard to argue that there's not racial disparity in this country. Hello, systemic in, racism. In a lot, in a lot of ways, in income, and in, in, in policing, in in housing, housing, in, in healthcare, and there's, there's 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 a lot of statistics out there to prove the fact that 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 point, right? So when we say America is a racist country, I'm not saying everyone in America is racist, and that's and that's the word that like when people hear that, that's, that's what, what they think. think. They, they think that's that everyone, not, and they think they, they're, they're being, they're personally being called a racist. That's what they think. Right. And we know racism is bad, right? If I call you a racist, you know, that's a negative thing. You know, that's bad for at least probably 99% of the people, right? <laughs> so, so there's people like, there's no. 1% of this country, I guarantee at least 1%, probably maybe even two, maybe even three, like, but that are like, yeah, racism is, is, is good, is based, but no. So, so, so my whole point is just, yeah, just think about what, not only people are saying, think about what you're saying, think about how you communicate um, and, and always, always, always go deeper and open. And it's not bad to ask questions. You should always be asking questions. You should always be skeptical of things. But at the same time, when you ask those questions, if you don't like the answer, you can't just dismiss. Um, can't dismiss the answer. Yeah, you can't dismiss the information. And that, that, and that's that that's the real problem I think that happens, especially with conservatives and conservative media is that you know, and this is something that started with the Trump presidency really pushed this over the over the edge, I think, where when a fact is stated and it's misaligned or you do not agree with it, it's considered fake or false news or fake news. Like when, when and that's all they did. They branded anything they disagreed with as fake or false. While also, pushing, while also and here's the, here's the top while of this, also, also pushing false narratives right. and false and, and false news and claiming that to be true and then when when that was debunked you would call that fake news as well so now now we live in a world where facts are irrelevant right because right. It, it, well they've been irrelevant for a long time but more so recently i say for a long time because spanish american war you know remember the main oh yeah um that's fake yeah, news right that's, there. I mean, that's propaganda. That's, yeah, and that's I think did we talk about this a couple of weeks ago last week? Maybe, where it was like, prop, like good propaganda and bad propaganda. Yeah, we did. Like, propaganda yes. on itself isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, it just means that you're you're pushing you you know you're giving information out there. You're pushing a narrative, but there's there's and you're creating a narrative. But sometimes that narrative can actually be beneficial and and, and helpful and good. Like the narrative, like prop, like. If I, you know, if I ran a campaign that's saying you know, how great vaccines are and how they help and, and the actual like benefits that, that we have from, from the vaccination, not just um, COVID vaccine, but all the, you know, all the vaccinations that we have that, that keep people healthy. Like that's still propaganda, right? But it's giving, it's giving factual information. It's not, it's not, it's not twisting that information. It's just pushing that information on people. So that, that's an example of like good propaganda where, you know, Tucker Carlson coming out and saying like, you know, vaccinations could Are vaccines kill good? people. I don't know. That's... What is in the vaccine? No one's told me what's in the vaccine. Has anyone told you what's in the vaccine? Yeah, I mean, that's... these are things that you can look up easily, Tucker. But that's, you know, yeah. that's, but these are the things. Oh, that's it. That always kills me every time I hear someone saying, oh, I don't want to get it until they tell us what's in the vaccine. I'm like, well, then go and read it because... Because <laughs> they're all on there. You're not going to understand anything that's in the vaccine, but it, you're not going to read all... these words and probably not understand them. All but... three manufacturers have posted the ingredients list on their website. First of all, the mRNA vaccine, you wouldn't even understand because that science is beyond you. There's a really cool video out there, actually, uh, that came out like a month or two ago. It was basically a little TikTok thing where this guy came out and kind of really like explained the mRNA vaccine like in a very easy way, which I thought was really good. Um, it was basically like, 
the, the, the messenger RNA comes in and says, uh, you know, uh, we need we need to make these. There's a there's a virus. We need to make make this part of the virus. And the, the, the immune system was like, oh no, the, the, the DNA was like, well, well, virus. And he was like, oh, yeah, you just need to make this part. Okay, so we made the part. And the immune system comes in and says, what's this? And it's like, oh, these are just part of a virus. Like, I, can't, I can't have that. We gotta, we gotta make things to get rid of this virus. <laughs> so then you have, then you actually have the antibodies to get rid of the virus. Right. I'm simplifying an even simpler like point. <laughs> Try to get it out quick, but it was a really good video. Um, it's like it's, it's called uh, Four Cans. So, so go go look it up. Um, so yeah, boom. By the way, I, I've taken the time while you were in one of your rants to look up the desk of Donald J. Trump, his blog slash Twitter feed. It's kind of weird how it looks because, you know, it, it it's basically programmed like a blog. However, every single post doesn't have its own individual title. It's just his name. So every post starts Donald J. Trump, then in a very light gray font has the time and date of its posting. And they're all very short, like one paragraph if that yeah because that's statement. that's his that's his best way of communicating like that's why he, he was so efficient on twitter because he could just give out these little blurbs it didn't have to be in depth they just kind of gave out his thought three sentences and, and then and then and then how we felt about that thought right so yep. it was either this is good or this is bad or like that's the, that's the way donald trump communicates it's very effective like that's one thing that i always gave him credit for he's Short an effective. effective communicator not that he gives out good information <laughs> but he is very good at at communicating and that, that that was why he was successful in politics and you can either there's a facebook button a twitter button or a like button on the side of each one and you can share you can share so you can share it directly from there you click on it and it opens up your thing it links i'm back, surprised so. i haven't seen more of that on you know to be honest with you I, I I'm well again because it's first first you're gonna have to take people that take the time to go to his website first then go to the other page because his if you just go to the landing page it's one page. So you got to click on the desk, which is another. So it's called the desk. The, the link at the top of the page is called desk. Yes. So it's about news, about desk news contact. The so shopping you trying to start a, like a social media platform called desk? I don't know. Is, that, is, that, the, is that the ultimate goal here? Well, because you know, after he was no longer president, he released a statement that was called from the desk of Donald J. Trump. So I think that's just like the brand they're trying to do. So it's the top of the, top of the page from the desk of is like the thing. And it's just, it, it's weird. But of course, because it's part of his campaign, there's a big red contribute button to the top, right? There's a big contribute button to the oh, left. Oh, yeah. There's a sign up thing for, for getting information when the posts come out. Um, yeah, he's not going to do anything unless he can grift some money off people. Let's be honest. Oh, God. Sign up alerts everywhere. I mean, it's a political ad website. So, of course, there's sign ups everywhere. Yeah. Paid for by Save America JFC, a joint fundraising committee of Save America and Make Save America, America Great Again PAC. Not authorized Save by America. any candidate or candidates committee, donaldjjump.com. Save America. Powered by Nucleus. What's Nucleus? It's like the save, it's like the, it's like the save Garrett campaign. I thought we already saved Garrett. Did we? <laughs> That's know. a community reference for those who don't ever watch community. Go watch community. <laughs> Best show alerts. ever made. Um, oh, man. So yeah, I you know I okay I I just I I just spent uh, you know what, speaking of so half on, hour of like ranting, great segue here because you're talking about racism, and we never got to it last week, talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because because you know 
there was a very very spoilers may be coming folks just a heads up spoilers so, spoilers if you are haven't coming. watched if you it, haven't it, watched it, falcon and the winter soldier have um, a great week now <laughs> yeah take care because we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with with falcon and the winter soldier news let's yeah um yeah because that, that was a giant through line through a lot of the um i mean there were a couple of things one of the buddy comedy obviously um but you also had and a lot of it and it got it was racism but it was also classism at the end so at the, at the very end his speech with the world leaders that was all about class you know who's in the room with you when you're making decisions are the people that you're making decisions about in the room or is it just you guys who are basically the privileged that was a very much classist yeah it's it's about as argument. it's about as uh, woke as um Dis- woke. disney's gonna get now like nowadays yeah. which is you know it's a it's a start um the flags the flag smashers now if you guys haven't watched the you know like well no you, you've watched it because you're, you're still here you're still here you haven't watched it or you don't care about or you it. don't care so, so the flag smashers are basically the quote-unquote terrorist organization which, which were the enemies but they were actually the the good guys in, in the, <laughs> um they just the problem was that you know they did the they did a little bit of a violence and you know that made them that made them they didn't have violence to be considered the bad guys Right. What do you- and what's great about this is this is this blurs the line between good good guys and bad guys, because I, I always had this discussion with my kids actually. Like you know we're watching wrestling. Like oh is that a good guy or a bad guy? I'm like well, it depends. Because you know there's not always it a true on good your perception guy. Perception of things as well, right? right? Like- there's not always a true good guy, a true bad guy. There's a lot of times people in the middle. Like the flag smashers are. You could think of them as being in the middle, and depending on what your position is. They're either the, either the Rebel Alliance or they're the Empire, you know? <laughs> it's like... Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to make a Star Wars comparison, which, you know... I just uh, did. It's also a Disney, Disney product. Um, made the fourth be with you was this week. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, if, you're on this, if you're on the side of the Empire, like, the, the, the Rebels are, are the bad Paris. guys, right? If you're, if you, you know... Um, I mean, obviously, they make the movie pretty, pretty easily to understand that the, that the Empire aren't, aren't, aren't good. But, listen, if you're an average citizen... In the, in the empire and you're looking at these rebels like destroying like there's the, the space station like that that's the military right like you, you right. basically attacked our military so why should we why should oh, we vote the, for you and it's kind of the same thing here with the that. captain and the winter soldier right they, they set up the flag smashes which is basically an, uh, uh, an organization that was trying to help people that um, were displaced by the, by the blip snap and the blip people coming back so basically they're kind of like exploring how do we um, reintegrate you know, the aftermath of what would what would happen in the aftermath of that? Like, right? Yeah. People have been displaced. People have been like, people's houses have been taken over. Like, it's been yeah, how it do five we, years how, that how, how do we claim time, ownership of things? People came back, right? Your house has been sold to somebody else now, and you re- reappear in that house. That's a lot of. I mean, it's not an easy thing to figure out. Granted, <laughs> and that's just one aspect of it. Think about like you know in the in the entire world. Like now we got to deal with these like you know settlements yeah. and blah blah blah. So basically, th- these people were helping like the refugees, and they were like trying to to support them, and they were trying and you know and trying to get the world leaders they, to listen. They, right, and the way they did this was you know they did a little bit of the what's what we would call terrorism, right? But that also comes down to like you know what 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 do governments do? Like do government can when when a government goes in and and does does bombing and does violence, we don't really we don't call it terrorism, right? 
what what is it and that and i think that that was the main takeaway that that i that i came that i that i got from it was, i think know, he said that in one of his in part of his speech too like point, first from a leftist point of view yeah that speech that that sam gave at the end like when about, you come like, in with your you know, soldiers what do you think they think of you you know you right. come in and you and, that, and i guns. thought that was i thought that was a very good point um you know and it's not not something that you really you re people really talk about enough and especially and you know with the with the vision of the past 20 years and you know what we've done in the middle east you, know, you go back to like you know 30 40 50 years now yeah because what what, what how do people think when we come in as military with guns and backpacks on and we're like oh we're here we're here to free you guys and bring peace okay then why do you have like 100 rounds of ammo strapped to you and and all this stuff if you're here to be bring peace um and i think that was really it was kind of it was a very socially woke right speech and they let him yeah, especially for, you know, for, for the for the mainstream especially for, you know for disney i think it was a it was a really good point um you know at, at one point sam was like you know the don't call them terrorists which is a little weird because they did do terrorism but the, it, the, i think the idea is like right you know if, if we're going to call them terrorists what are we know, do we have to do we have to call ourselves terrorists sometimes right right uh, and, you know and i thought that was big yeah it touched on a lot of racial issues which you know which was which was nice um the show the show itself was was well done uh, um the production values on these things are amazing for television. oh I mean, it is, it's disney money but they know? have mickey, so much, mickey yeah, mouse has so money. money to throw at these things but they they do they feel like movies that are you know broken into like six pieces um obviously i think this had a little bit bigger budget than wandavision did um and it was it was it was also shorter so i think that that yeah it was, it was only six episodes it. It only six episodes compared to what was one eight yeah, yeah i think so i mean um, not that much longer yeah and there you know there's a lot of nice action like like action pieces and also one division was, really was well mostly one division was mostly shot on a back lot you know like it was yeah. a back lot studio shoot so your production costs go down with that because you're basically all in the same scene every day whereas um back in the winter soldier they're actually traveling to europe and things like that to shoot so you're on location yeah, it, a lot it, more. It expanded the Marvel universe a little bit. You know, we got to see Madripoor, which is, uh, is one of my favorite places in the in the comic books. Um, it's basically kind of a like weird stand-in for like a like a Thailandish, right? Like, where people think about you're just like, like anything goes type deal. We, um, we got the power broker introduced. Yeah. Um. You know, spoiler alert. Um. But Sharon Carter's now is is now a bad the, person. Yep. And. Has been then, given some power then, by the U.S. government, so we'll see where that goes. That's, that's pretty. <laughs> then cool. Julie Louis um, Dreyfus is doing something. We don't know what she's doing yet. Yeah, I forget her character's name. Valerie. I forget. Val. Yep, she's yeah. in the comics. She's in the comics too. Um, and you know, um, she's like a agent questionable government person. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I think that I think that would make an interesting show with um, um, U.S. agent um, deal. Um, John Walker, I, I couldn't remember. John Walker, yeah. John, John Walker, um, obviously got he he was he was given the mantle of Captain America and didn't really live up live. to the to the name. Who really could? But that was the idea that you know that, that was the idea that you can't live up that, to. That, it. And that was the big that was the big racial issue where, you know, um, Sam met Isaiah. Man, I should look up his name before I came in. Isaiah is good enough. I can't remember his name. But there anyway, there were there was there was a, a group of, of of black super soldiers um that kind of got swept under the rug and this 
you know, one the, the one Isaiah guy did a really heroic act that kind of like didn't get the press that it should have, or like even like it kind of got buried. It did get buried, and like you know, Sam gave him his moment, which was really I thought was really touching. And well, nice. what's really great about that stuff too is that it's a lot know, of good commentary. Even though there weren't real super soldiers in World War II, real things like that did happen, where you had elite forces of black soldiers that then afterwards were discredited or not given the respect that they deserve Give credit right you know during so, yeah, that time that was, so that was, so yeah we brought in the super really soldier nice storyline to it but you know we're talking about real things that really happened to soldiers in the war that fought for our country um and fought for the world actually in world war ii and what do you think about it, a lot of people, for it you know a lot of people of color fought for this country and this country didn't really respect them or do anything to to, no. to help out people of color uh, and to a certain extent still don't to this day which goes back to our pre previous conversation but um, it all goes back to racism systemic racism. yeah i mean that's that's the thing and that's something and my point i guess my point with that is it's something we you need to acknowledge it before you can fix it um and that's right. something we do a really poor job of and even even going back to the you know i feel like that's that's the talking, that's talking the root of all that. therapy root, the root of all therapy and self-improvement is acknowledging the problem first you yeah. can't fix a problem until you acknowledge that a problem exists. And once you acknowledge that the problem exists, you can start moving forward. But until we collectively, as a country and society, acknowledge there is a systemic problem that's been built into laws over time and built into different systems across the country over time, until we recognize that and actually agree upon that as a larger community. Yeah, a lot of people do agree with that, do know that happened, acknowledge it and are trying to fight against it. But we still have so many that just don't even realize it or say like, oh, well, that happened 50 years ago. That doesn't affect us now. Like, no, no. There are deeds on houses that are still owned by people that say it cannot be sold to a black person. Those those still exist. You know, just force or not is a different story. But yeah, but right. those things still exist. And these problems still exist. And and just because it was 50 years ago doesn't mean that it doesn't right. have long-lasting repercussions. And that's 50 years of wealth gains by one group of people and 50 years of non-wealth gains by a different, another group of people because of those housing yeah, like I said, opportunities. Like I said earlier, like it's, it, it's hard to argue against the racial disparity in this country when you have so many statistics about things like housing, wealth, policing, health yep, yep. Some people Somehow people still argue against somehow it. Somehow people still argue <laughs> it's that, a, no, racism, racism died. We had, like, people would literally sit there and say, well, we, we had, had a black been, president. How can we, how can, how, can, how, can, how can we have racism? easily easily doesn't make any sense and then goes, that goes back to our our conversation about conservatives and how like they have these thought terminating like thoughts like they, they just their their thought process just goes 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 and just they, they find something that they 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 can just shut everything every argument down with and that just stops there instead of keep going and, and talking about like oh maybe there is more to talk about yeah well, it's like always like saying, you know, saying we had a black president racism over doesn't prove anything. It, it's not an argument. It's just a statement that you have in your mind that that helps you cope with the fact that you don't think there's racism anymore. <laughs> I, ah. <laughs> uh, fired up. We're fired up today. Fired up. Fired up. Although I can barely breathe through my nose, so that's a whole other issue. Yeah, luckily my, my allergies aren't as bad as these allergies. So I can be I can be fired up. I can be fired up for the both of us today. Yeah, I just don't. I I physically don't have the energy to be fired up because I've taken so much Benadryl this week that I just <laughs> I physically cannot have that energy, and I have to go coach uh, baseball tonight. So that'll be fun later on. Uh, We're talking baseball. Yeah, it's baseball season. I'm gonna buy some tickets to go see a game. 
I know I want to get down to City Field. I got I got my I got my my vaccine card. I can go see what if City Field. Um, Do you have to bring your card? Um, Is that how it works? I didn't really read it. Well, you can get you can put the you can put the thing. You just have to prove that you've been vaccinated. Because so you can do oh. the Excelsior Pass. Oh, cool. Because we, well, um, you can bring your card. I don't know. Red Sox are playing the Yankees the weekend of our anniversary, so I was thinking of buying some Yankees Red Sox tickets. At, uh, Yankees. Is your wife a baseball fan as well? She is a diehard Yankees fan. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this house goes. Yeah. No, it's so. like when you say <clears throat> when you say diehard fan list, she's like watch watch like all the games or she just kind of eats for them. Well, we don't have time to watch all the games currently because we have kids. No, I mean not all the games, obviously. Nobody watches all nobody can watch every baseball. She well, actually sure listens to it. She actually listens to it on her if phone. If you watch every one hundred and sixty if you watch hundred and sixty baseball games a year, God, God, God bless. Yeah, seriously. Unless your unless your job is sports and you have the actual time to do that. No, she no, she is a yeah. No, she's a big Yankees fan. Because I'm a Mets fan, but I, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really watched much baseball this year. And it's not that I don't have the time. I just really just haven't really been into it for some reason. I haven't watched that much as much. As, I haven't watched as much as I want to, but. I'll follow it. Like, you know, I'll check the scores. Currently kicking butt in fantasy baseball, so I'm doing good there. Oh, fantasy baseball is so hard, man. It is. Just, I, I, I did it like one or two years and I was just like, oh, it's, I can't keep up with this. Like football's great. You do it. You set your lineup once a week and you're, you're good. You follow what happened that week and you, you know, you pick up players, you know, but baseball, it's every day and you got to worry about like pitching matchups. And, oh, it's, the it's, funny part is that I like baseball more and I, I know baseball more than I know uh, football. So I think it's easier for me to do baseball fantasy than football. I, I mean, I do both. It is a lot to follow. But I'm in first place right now, so suck it, everybody else. Congratulations. I say that now, and then, like, you know, next week I'll be all the way at the bottom of the pit. Actually, that's no, impossible so, currently. So back, anyway. so back, so back to, <laughs> Side so back to Cap, Captain, America, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which was the – they, they flashed the, that The final scene, yeah. I think, um, so I, think I, just say, really, I got a little giddy when he came in. a TV in. show or, or a movie out of that. I, there is a movie coming out. There's a there, it, out there's, yeah, there's got to be a new movie coming out. I, by the way, so I got I definitely got giddy when I saw him coming through the window in the Captain America outfit. I knew it was going to happen. That was an awesome costume. I knew it was going to yeah, happen. But it was, you know? still like, it was still a really awesome costume. And it was a really – they did a really good job um, not only recreating the costume, but recreating like, – like giving you a good feeling about the moment. I said, right. Because that would that, go back to the racial issue because, yeah, we got kind of off topic about talking about Captain America and the Winter Soldier, but – or Falcon and the Winter Soldier both. Um, there was a really good conversation between Isaiah and Sam about like um, what America means to them and, you know, Isaiah being kind of like shut down by the, by the government and like mm-hmm. not giving his – not being given his credit and – kind of had different feelings and, and at one point you said you know no self-respecting black man could ever like hold that shield and then you know sam's vision of like what things could be and how um he needs to he feels like he can interject himself to 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 actually become captain america right and I, you know i think that that kind of argument is a, is a good argument that that people can have um you know that's it's a kind of easy for me to say as as a, as a white guy um <laughs> in america but at the same time like it's it's it's, it's a it's a difficult decision a difficult conversation i think people people can have um and people should have so and i love that they that's, put that's that conversation about that like, like i, I said i love they put really, the conversation in there that was great that they had that conversation yeah, on the show like 
it's always a little cringe to me when like white people talk about racism, but right. I, it's something. But it's also something that I think people, white people need to talk about. Um, but it's it's hard because we you can never actually have that experience. Um, and you even heard Bucky talk about it a little bit because you know we don't, sometimes you forget Bucky's from World War Two, <laughs> you know, and he talked about the idea of like, you know, he, he Steve and Hobbit. I. Steve and I used to talk. He's like, <laughs> Steve and I used to talk about the idea of it being handed to a black man. You know, like, like the idea of it. Like they thought about it, but they, they thought about how crazy that was way back then, because that's his, where his mindset is. Um, and then now he and it, and now as as I've seen on other people's Facebook feeds, he's invited to the cookout. Invited, go, they invited Bucky to the to the cookout. I just want to be invited Louisiana. to the cookout, but I just want to be invited to the cookout. Um, but that's what. I, but, that, but that's my point, because you know, um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's yeah. Like I said, it's always it's always a little cringy when 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 white people come out and try to talk about racism, um, because you can never really have that experience. You can try to understand. You can try to sympathize. Yeah, we can we can empathize. You'll never, you'll never actually have the experience of of being a black person in america you know so I've, I've been pulled over i'm sure when i get pulled over i don't go through the same mental exercise that a black oh yeah we talk, we've talked about over. this before right yeah i mean especially as yeah. a couple of you know, like smaller statue white white boys <laughs> yeah we're, we're not um, very threatening looking yeah we're we're, we're not <clears throat> we're not something that's going to be stereotypically thought of as of threatening um but that being said um uh you know try to try to uh Try to do a better job of amplifying black voices. That's something that I, I really don't think um, we do a very good job of um, overall. Um, something something that needs to because these conversations do need to be had, and a lot of people don't want to hear them. Um, that's right. good. that goes back to the whole. See, I always go back and think about these things that we've already talked about, and like the whole the whole Tim Scott racism. America is not a racist country. Um, no, it's and people don't want to hear that, right? People hear America a racist country, and like I said, it makes you think that you're a racist, and you you know that's bad, so you don't want to think that about yourself. And that also, you know, things about like implicit bias, like it's 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 a hard thing to say, like everybody has some kind of like implicit bias, you, you know, even, even there's racism amongst black people, you know, amongst themselves. Like that's, that's, that's a hard conversation to have. And especially, you know, for someone like me, like I said, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white boy and it's, you are. Yeah. I had noticed if you didn't know already. Um, if you don't know, it, now, it, you know, but it, you know, it's not something that I can really like speak to, but, I think it's something that everyone needs to uh, kind of recognize mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, there, there are still a lot of racist aspects into this country. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is a racist in this country. It just means that there are things that are um, things that are racist, <laughs> right? There's systems, definitely there's systems that are like, that's something people don't understand when you say like systemic, what, what systemic racism is. It doesn't mean that necessarily like the people in the system are racist right? no it means that in the in the in somewhere the in the rule book there was a rule written down somewhere that tilts the favor to the white person right well you hear this person. about policing right there's 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 no or anything really like there's no there's no like implicitly like like racist laws in the book that say like that 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 say you know black people can't do this right or white people have this privilege uh, right and black people don't or people of color i shouldn't just say black people 
um that's not that's not inclusive um no but broken windows policies are because when you yeah. say hey we're gonna when, we're when gonna you look at the, we're gonna we're gonna more heavily patrol areas that have broken windows because we believe there's more crime there you find more crime there it doesn't exactly. mean that the rich white neighborhood doesn't have just as much crime happening. It's just a different kind of crime, but you're going to find the crime where you happen to be. So when, when certain neighborhoods are patrolled more heavily, you arrest more people in that area. It's statistics. Just because you're there means you find more. It right. It's like, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, even, even simpler, like mar marijuana laws um, in this country, which luckily are things are, things are changing, but um if you don't think white people and black people smoke the same amount of weed, like that's ridiculous. Like that's hello, but Willie Nelson. But who's prosecuted and who's arrested more for for marijuana crimes? Exactly, overwhelmingly people of color, right? So, so thing, so it's things like that so that 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 aren't there aren't like specific like laws and rules of, and that are written mm -hmm. down that are racist, but the the system is racist against. And it's rigged the, way, the system is rigged that's the way it is and that's what we're trying to fix and that's the yep. conversation we're trying to have but a lot of people are trying to shut down that conversation because they don't want to have that conversation or they don't think that we need to have that conversation when i don't i don't understand why people don't think that like i i can't like well, cause, I well, first of all an argument why we shouldn't we, why we shouldn't address these issues for for a large part of people if the problem doesn't affect them personally there's nothing to fix that's and because that's a big part it's too of hard because people people are very self-centered it's kind of we've been programmed to be self-centered as well like we, me 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 kind of society and if if i can't for a lot of people if they can't personally see it in their life what's wrong they don't believe that anything is wrong because well i you know i had a hard time and i was able to do just fine but yeah okay you're one example one example is not a conclusive result you know if we they tested the covid vaccine on 20 30 000 people before they rolled it out to people it's not like they tested on one person said, oh, it works or, oh, it didn't work. And now we're not going to do it. No, 30,000 people before it could be given to a person outside of clinical trials, right. you know, so sample and even, size. And even after that, it's not like we just said, okay, it's, it's good. We're not going to monitor be, anything. We're tracked. just going to, it's all, it's, everything's good. We still, you know, we still monitor this. It's like, look at the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Like a few people got blood clots afterwards and they're like, okay, we need to pause this and make sure that it's safe, which is fine. Right. No, like nobody argued with that, but, but the problem with that is people could use that information in nefarious ways and say like, oh, well, it's, they could just come out and say, well, it's not safe. Look at what happened. Same thing right. with Tucker Carlson when we started the program <laughs> with, that, with that statement with, um, you know, oh, thousands of people have died after taking the coronavirus vaccine. And it's like, yeah, that's because that's going to happen. Thousands of people have died after listening to this podcast. <gasps> if thousands of people listen to this podcast. Wow. That'd be a crazy stat. Someday. Someday, Keith. We'll get someday. there. We'll get well, there from the, help, from, the, from the help of our listeners. I think the takeaways from this show are that we have racism in the society, even if you aren't specifically racist. Tucker Carlson is and always will be an idiot. Um, question things. Don't have conversations. It's fine to have. It's fine. Yeah, that's my it's biggest fine, takeaway. It's don't. fine to have a question, but have a conversation about it to find out the answer. Just don't drop the question and walk away. Ask the question and then look for the actual answer. And and don't be afraid of the answer. Don't be afraid of the answer. And when you when you get the answer, even make sure the like this goes back to like the scientific method, right? Make sure the answer is correct. Like verify it. Keep keep verify the answer. Make you know make sure the answer is correct. Like and continues to be correct. Like um, don't just say this is the answer that I like, so I'm going to stop. Um, I think that happens a lot 
I think that could even happen a lot on, on, on quote unquote, both sides of the aisle, right? Whether we get answers that we, that we like, and we just stop there. Um, you know, it's not bad to ask questions. It's, it's bad to ask, to, to stop asking questions. Like, this is the thing about like intelligence that, that um, um, a YouTuber by the name of, of Thought Slime said, and it really, it really stuck with me about like intelligence. Like he does like, and trying to change the way, like, I don't like to call people stupid anymore, right? That's something I, I probably done in the past a lot. And it's probably something I still kind of do, but at the same time, I kind of recognize that like intelligence isn't something that's inherent in people. It's some, it's, it's an, an intellectual curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when keep always, always learn about, always keep learning about things, always keep asking questions. That's, that's perfectly reasonable. What's bad is, is what it was when you get an answer that you think you like and you stop there. Right. And you know, it's something I, I try to work on all the time. I, I always try and question my beliefs, especially about things like, like leftism and communism. And um, I'm always trying to learn more about it because it's something that, that I'm interested in. It's something I think that that's, that'd be good for society. Um, but I also understand that it has a lot of, it had a lot of, it, it, when it's, when it's been, in, when it's tried to be implemented, at least it, 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 it there are, there are flaws in it. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm not like, I'm like, we've talked about this. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of communism. Like, I think it's a good, good idea. I think it's a good, um, that's what I'm looking for here. It's a good ideology to pursue, but at the same time, I do recognize that like when it has been implemented in other places, it hasn't, it hasn't worked out and why, and then I try to understand why it hasn't worked out. Like you, you just, because you inherently have like, people as corrupt. much as I would like to go around like murdering people that I disagree with, it's not, really not a good way to build a society. No, and trust me, there are there are many times, and my wife will attest to this, that I'm like, why can't I? I just want to just get rid of people that like I don't fully agree with. But we or, can't do that, right? I, I mean, yeah, but we can't. Because <laughs> like, we would like, you know, even if, even if we rounded up everyone that I considered racist and just got rid of them. Is that, no. would that necessarily be good for society? But like, how does that make you, that's, then, that's, but then how does that make you different than them? You know, that's, that's the other point, right? Like, yeah. How is, does it make you any that, better? That, is the, that kind of proves like horse, horseshoe theory, right? And right. You know, like, oh, you want to get rid of all the racists and the communists, the same thing. Cause they well, just you, want to murder people they don't agree with. Um, my argument to that would be, you know, I want to murder people who are bad society. They want to murder people who like look different than them. <laughs> that's, but you know, but, you know, whatever. So anyways, let's add on murder. That's a great ending point. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. We're not ending on that. Um, but I am having trouble breathing, so we do have to end because I need to take a break from talking. That's fair. My and, nose is know, congested. We, I think we, it's we, been an we, hour. We've talked long enough for this yeah. for this session of the Generations Millennial Podcast. Uh, we, we've done a lot of rambling. Uh, please drop us a line to give us a like, a share, whatever it is that the socials do. Yeah, uh, share. Get, uh, yeah, if you like the program, share us on social media. I tell your friends about it and uh, tell your friends we got a podcast uh, if drop you want to be on the podcast for... if you want to be a guest we're, oh, man. we're open to guests we had one guest once once a long time ago it was a pretty long time ago now it feels so like forever. if there's anything you want to talk about feel free to come on we'll, we'll give you a, we'll give you 15 minutes to a half hour to rant to us and we'll we'll, we'll have a discussion because as much as it's Keith and I like talking to each other, like there's, there's other people out there. Even if you don't agree with, and especially if you don't, especially agree, with if you don't agree with us, that even be about, would, like they would I have would a real discussion. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be moderator then. This is why we need to talk about, <laughs> this is why we need to talk about religion more so we can argue. You want to argue? Well, I, I don't see it. Okay. 
arguing, that's the thing. Like, well, arguing, arguing is more entertaining. Getting I, like, back to our, I like debating though. Going, like, going, go, that's the same thing. Arguing, yeah. debating are the same thing. Um, debate bros. Um, arguing is just loud though, and everyone's trying to prove their point instead of listening to the other side. That's that's semantics, isn't it? Yeah, it is. the difference between arguing and debating. But, but I like yeah, semantics. Um, <laughs> I like the nitty gritty. Anyways, I think everyone should have a great week. It's gonna be nice out this weekend. It's Mother's Day. Do something nice yes, for your happy, mom. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Do something nice for your mom. Well, anyway, or, that's or that's a positive. Right kids' now. mom. Happy you know? Mother's Day to all the mothers. And uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. See you.